Good morning. It's a pleasure being with you all today. I'm really excited that I get to celebrate Mass here for the first time. So again, this has been a pleasure. I enjoyed my time three years ago, and I was looking forward to coming back here to say Mass. When a priest is vesting for Mass, like I, like I did in preparation for Mass today, there are several prayers that he says as he puts on the, the priestly um, vestments, the priestly garments. Now, first, he says a prayer to wash his hands, asking that God may purify his mind and his body and that every stain be wiped away. And then he says a prayer when he dons the amice which covers the neck. He says a prayer when he dons the alb, the cincture, the stole. And lastly, he says a prayer when he puts on this, the chasuble. Now, as a deacon in, this, in the past year, I never got to say this prayer for the chasuble because deacons, unfortunately, Deacon Jim here doesn't wear chasubles. They, rather, they wear, they wear dalmatics. And there's a prayer for that, a beautiful prayer at that. But it's not the prayer for the chasuble. But I bring this prayer for the chasuble up because it connects very well with today's readings. The prayer goes, Lord, you have said, my yoke is sweet and my burden is light. Grant that I carry your yoke well so as to obtain your grace. It is such a beautiful prayer and it's a beautiful reminder for me in the three weeks I have been a priest that when I get to celebrate Mass, that anything I am able to accomplish any success that comes about from the Mass comes about because I am putting on Christ. It comes about because I am acting in persona Christi. So all of what takes place at Mass is impossible if I don't have Christ within me. If I don't take on that power of Christ. And so that prayer, every time I get to say it, is a good reminder for me as to how easy Christ has made this life. Because as the victim, we are able to offer the true and acceptable sacrifice to the Father. Without him, all of this is impossible. And so when I think of this prayer and when I get to say it, I was like, there is no way I can say a Mass without wearing a chasuble. Because it is a good reminder of the gift that God has given us. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. What an invitation. What an invitation, and I say so because it is a unique one. It is a unique type of invitation. Now, usually when someone invites you to choose something of theirs over others, you know, that person would give you reasons why his own thing is the best. He would give you reasons point to, pointing to why his product is better than others. He would give you the strength of his products, what makes it the very best. But similarly, with this invitation, Christ does not do that, does he? He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. Meekness and humility. Just usually, I don't think we would consider those things strengths. 
usually we try to think of meekness and humility as some form of weakness, you know, especially for the non-Christians. When they speak of Christians as humble, sometimes it's kind of like a way to make fun of them. But that is what Christ offers. Now we know humility as an opposition to pride and as an absence of pride or perhaps as a quality by which a person considers his own defects and in considering those effects, he has a lowly opinion of himself. And he willingly submits himself to God and to others for God's sake. This virtue of humility asks us to submit ourselves to someone superior. And with this invitation, we see that this is the virtue that Christ seeks to advertise of his own life. And he does so for good reason. Because humility, this virtue, can be, should be the foundation in the Christian life. Especially when it comes to removing obstacles and making ourselves submissive and open to receiving the influx of divine grace. Now the Blessed Mother is no stranger to this life of humility. Her very words, so humble, behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord, be it done unto me according to thy word. These humble words remove any obstacle that could prevent her from doing the Lord's will. Mary, in her humility, submits herself to the mission of God because she knows that whatever she does, she only does as directed and aided by God. Our Lord Jesus himself says, learn from me, And so he invites us to look at his own life. And we see that his life is full of humble acts. Philippians tells us, Paul's letters to the Philippians tells us that Christ, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God, a thing to be grasped. Rather, he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, and being found in human form, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. In Christ's first appearance on earth, he comes in a humble stable in Bethlehem. In the Garden of Gethsemane, while experiencing agony, Christ humbly asked, Father, if thou art willing, remove this cup from me, Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. In the Christian life, in this life where we are called to follow Christ, humility is a virtue that we must embark on. And humility, this virtue, it is rewarding. St. Augustine says, humble yourself and God will descend to unite himself with you. If we take on a life of pride, God will depart from us. The book of James again tells us that God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. God seeks to give to the humble what they desire. The virtue of humility makes sure that our hearts are not full of ourselves. It makes sure that there is room for God's gifts in our own lives. 
Humility calls on us to empty ourselves by the knowledge we have of our own nothingness, of our emptiness. The Blessed Mother in the Magnificat, which is a prayer we recite at Vespers, at evening prayer every day, she rejoices in the Lord her Savior, who has done great things for her because he has regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. The Lord has done great things for her because he has considered the knowledge she has of her own nothingness. Humility is a source of blessing. Our Lord, when he asks that the Father's will be done, is aided by an angel. He is strengthened by an angel immediately after he makes that request. In today's gospel, we see that when we take on Christ's yoke, the yoke that is easy, when we learn from Christ who is meek and humble, we find rest. Our Lord gives thanks to the Father for revealing to the little ones what he has hidden from the wise and the learned, the scribes and the Pharisees, the educated ones. The Lord reveals little, um, to the little ones for their humility. He reveals things to those who have childlike humility. Christ says, let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them, for it is to such as these that the kingdom of heaven belongs. It is to the humble child that the kingdom of heaven belongs. It is to us who practice humility that the kingdom of heaven belongs. So when we look at this invitation today, come to me all, all of you who have labor and are burdened. For us, it is a recognition from Christ of the difficulties that come about in this life. It is a recognition of our anxieties, our failures, our struggles, our burdens, our hardships. This life we, we live is not without its crosses. Christ recognizes that. And yet this invitation, it is an, it is an invitation from our Lord to not go to anyone but Him. It's a, it is an invitation to not go to any creature to not go to the flesh for solace, but to go to the spirit. It is an invitation calling on us to free ourselves of any worries. And we do so by inviting him into our lives and by letting him be in charge of, our situa of any situation. That is why this invitation is unique. Because this rest which we receive comes about in the midst of us acknowledging our weakness, in the midst of us acknowledging our, our struggles, our faults, our sins. And so that's why St. Paul says of Christ instructing in Galatians, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness.